Welcome into the February 1st edition of the Lockdown Leafs podcast. I'm Mike DiStefano with Dave Morissuti. It's game day and the final day ahead of the all-star break for the Toronto Maple Leafs. They are hosting the Boston Bruins. We'll tee that game up for you guys and debate if the division is still within reach. And if they win this game, could they still get to the top? We'll have that discussion. Also, Mitch Marner sporting some juicy skates out there as he called it in practice today we'll uh we'll, we'll break down those skates as well and, and play some audio from him uh today at practice talking about those skates that he plans on wearing at the all-star festivities all that more coming up on today's edition of the locked on Leafs podcast your locked on maple leafs your daily podcast on the toronto maple leafs part of the locked on podcast network your team every day Hello and welcome into the Locked On Leafs podcast, a one-stop shop for all things Leafs. I'm your host, Mike DiStefano from TSN 1050 Toronto Radio, also known as Al's brother on TSN's Overdrive and TSN 1050's Leafs Lunch. Joining me, it's my co-host, Dave Morissuti from Sportsnet, also a writer for the NHLPA. Locked On Leafs is a daily Maple Leaf-centric podcast, so be sure to subscribe for free wherever you get your podcasts from, including on YouTube. We can check out the video version of our podcast. We do new episodes each day of the week, Monday through Friday. It's all Leafs, all the time. Uh, this episode is brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook. It's the official sportsbook of the Locked On Network. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. It's a big game today, David. A big-time game between the Maple Leafs and the Boston Bruins. It's your second team in the Atlantic versus the first team in the Atlantic. Is there still a race? That is a question that we will try to answer over the next uh, 20, 25 minutes or so. But before we get into all that, we got to talk about what the hell is on Mitch Marner's feet today. We got to talk about it. We got to do it because that's what we do here on the show. Uh, We talk about the minutia of what's going on within Leafs Nation. Um, So Mitch Marner voted to the All-Star break and – or voted into the All-Star game, rather – and he's breaking in these new Miami Vice uh, skates that he plans to debut at the All-Star Game in Miami. And they're pretty cool. The white skates with some pink and blue. And apparently it's got the Toronto skyline on it too, which I didn't realize, uh, which is pretty sweet. We have a video that I think we can, we can play here of, uh, of Mitch Marner talking about it. Before we kind of get into it, Vice, yeah, why don't we play it? Let's go ahead and play it, and then we can talk about it on the other side. One riding a croc, one riding a shark, and then just, you know, the city outlines. Um, the white look, I think, looks sick, sick though. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of the, just the idea of them. Um, you know, I want to do something cool for the All-Star game. Uh, don't really get to customize a lot of stuff as hockey players, so obviously Austin's done a great job of it this year with his skates and everything like that, so true and I decided to try and make something up. Um, there's another treat coming that, uh, uh, that I already have as well that probably get worn at one of the games too but that one's going to be a little bit more um i guess show and tell then what were the reviews like at practice today for the team <laughs> um a couple guys thought it was pretty juicy looking a couple guys were chirping me but um you know that's what, that's what's usually happening with our team um you know i think everyone probably likes them but they're never going to say it to your face because it's better just to make fun of you and chirp you so that's uh 
That's how his team rolls. Yeah, yeah. Him and Holler were trying to get some scuff marks on him early, so obviously it's going to happen eventually. But um, try to keep him as, as white as possible until uh, you know, just that Saturday or Friday. Obviously, the first special occasion, can you ever see yourself wearing them in a regular game? I don't know. I, I mean, not those ones. Those ones are way too flashy. I'm um, trying to do the coloring kind of, you know, Miami kind of vibe, I guess, with the blue and pink. Um, but maybe something a little more just casual. But, you know, try to think eventually, try and get a little bit more uh, creative with my, my skates, that, knowing that now True and I can do this. So, um, you know, try to see something in the future and try and figure it out. Definitely for my um, charity event this summer. So that said, you know, those are pretty cool looking, and, and I like that uh, that he mentioned, like, maybe they could start to do a little bit more of that type of stuff in the regular season. Like, you can, like, basketball, the basketball sneaker is, is such a big, like, it's also a big moneymaker. Like, you talk about, um, you know, making more money for players and, and the sneaker deals that these guys sign. Like, if they could start, like, if Mitch Marner were to try and sell that specific Miami Vice skate i bet you there'd be a lot of people who would line up to buy those skates the mitch marner miami vice skates like they're they're super cool they're clean looking they're white they've got the color on them i mean i I don't know man i I think the nhl should consider allowing players to kind of put a little bit of pizzazz into their equipment if uh if they so choose if, if that could also bring some additional revenue into the league well, I just think it, it just increases the marketability of your star of your star players, right? How many NBA players have a shoe deal now? Right? I think Kawhi has one. Dude, literally every every yeah. single player. It doesn't have to be a superstar. Just any like any decent player at this point gets a shoe deal. Yeah, and and Damn, I, I just, like, yeah. all no disrespect to Van Bleed, he's an all-star and everything, but, like, he's not a superstar, you know? No, he's not, like, you know, the cream of the crop when it comes to the players at his position. I just look at what thing, like, goaltenders, I always envied NHL goaltenders because they can customize their goalie mask. Like, that, I was a big, big goalie mask guy, like, I love to see the paint jobs. Like when I was growing up, my dad got a custom paint job on his mask. Nice. I have to, I have to f- dig it up so you guys can uh, give a look. But it's like, it's so cool to be able to have that customization and and like going throughout the years. You knew like Cujo with with his mask, Eddie Belfour with his mask. Like that's what defines a person. I just like that. Athletes can put their their own signature touch on it. I like that Marner. Now, obviously, this is a little bit more sort of get with the All-Star game, but I would love to see what he could come up with as a skate design. I'm sure, you know, an artist would love the, the challenge of creating a customized skate and then, you know, potentially getting a deal done where there's like a bit of a collab there, making yeah. money for the artist, making money for the players. It's just, a, it's just, I... It seems like a no-brainer because out of all the equipment you could customize that wouldn't really cause too many distractions, skates would be the number one. 
Oh, sorry. Yeah, I, I, I completely agree. Like, I, I think that you even look back to Austin Matthews did it earlier in a game. Um, remember the sick kids, the ugly sweater skates that he had worn with like the red and the green? Like, that was cool. That was something that was different. And then he auctioned them off afterwards, I believe, um, to, to raise money for Sick Kids Hospital here in Toronto. So, you know, I think that, you know, even initiatives like that would be cool to just have more um opportunities for guys to wear different skates for charity i know that uh the nfl does like a a mike leads my cause so like there's one month i believe in the nfl or maybe it's i think actually it's a full month where you can customize your your cleats and then you can auction them off and it'll go to um, whatever charity of your choosing right so like the nhl could do something like that even even if it's not to you know help brand these stars it's at least a chance to raise money raise awareness and uh ultimately that's that's good publicity and good press also for the national hockey league and for the players which inevitably will also raise their marketability on top of it so um and then on top of that eventually maybe you know a, a shoe or a, a like a, a skate deal much the way that we see shoe deals in basketball maybe that becomes a thing like i said I'd buy a pair of those Mitch Marner Miami Vice skates. Those look sweet. Like, I literally would buy those. Like, those look pretty freaking sweet. And I think any kid in Toronto, it's got the Toronto skyline on it. I think any kid in Toronto would love to have a pair of those and be scooting around thinking that he's Mitch Marner. Imagine being 10 years old, Christmas morning, you open up those pair of skates. That'd be unbelievable. Unreal. With a little M16 logo on it, potentially, or, or inside the tongue, a little M16 you know, this is this is the, the type of stuff that other sports do, mainly, namely the NBA. That I think that the NHL, they have an opportunity here. Maybe they could try and take it. Um, that was just something that I thought about as as a, you know, a, a further discussion on these skates. Like, oh, it's cool you're wearing them in an All Star game, but you know, I think it'd be awesome if we could get players doing this on a regular basis, and maybe not as flashy as as what Mitch Marner. You know, as 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 those ones in particular, but you know, ones that still uh, could color match with your team's um, jersey color designs and whatnot. Or if you, even if you have like a St. Pat's Day and you want you're trying to break in like something with a little green and, and into it, and then you know it's a St. Patrick's limited edition Marner skate. You know what I mean? Like just something like that. I think would be super cool. Um, so maybe one day we'll see something like that. Uh, something like that happen in the NHL. All right, uh, before we get into Leafs and Bruins, let me tell you guys about one of today's show sponsors. It's our favorite sports book, uh, the FanDuel Sportsbook app. This year, the only app that you need at your Super Bowl party is FanDuel. It's North America's number one sportsbook. Really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sportsbook in North America. It's FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, it's even better. They got so many great features that make betting uh, betting on sports fun and easy. You can download FanDuel now so you can bet Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet does not win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line to the point spreads to who will score a touchdown. And, of course, tonight you can also bet on the Maple Leafs if you believe that they can win against the Boston Bruins. Take the Leafs on the money line. Bruins are favored, so get a little bit of, a little bit of juice um, or you'll get a little bit of money on the Maple Leafs if you think they could pull off the upset coming in as the underdogs. Uh, so you can make that bet safe and easy on the Sportsbook, uh, FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Best of all, you can get paid your winnings instantly. Um, 
So join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to claim your no-sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL and of the uh, LockedOn Network. Welcome back into the Lockdown Leafs podcast. It's Mike DiStefano and Dave Morissuti. We got a game day today, the, the the final game day of like in what nine days? I think after this is is the, the how much time the Leafs have off? They don't play again until the following weekend, until Super Bowl weekend. Realistically, is the next time that we'll see them in action after tonight, uh, due to the All Star break, and then the upcoming uh, bye week that the Maple Leafs will be on. Uh, so tonight's a big game. It's 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 kind of the final taste in the mouths that Leafs fans will have for a little while um, as the the team embarks on a long break here to rest up, which coming out a good time with with the Matt Murray injury, with the um, Austin Matthews injury, obviously. So it's not a terrible time to be having a nice long extended break to, like this. Um, but as for tonight, Dave, you got the Bruins who've been on fire all season long. Until lately, they've lost three in a row for the first time all year coming into this game, into Toronto. Um, I mean, what are you expecting tonight's game to be like? No Austin Matthews for Toronto, obviously. Uh, I mean, this this, this, this is going to be a, a tough matchup for Leafs against the highly motivated Bruins team. Yeah, I think that's the big one there is, right? No Austin Matthews. You know how good he was in that game in Boston and I know people are going to think that because the Bruins are on a bit of a slide, that gives the Leafs, you know, the Leafs a bit of a extra motivation to try to win this game. But when you don't have your best player, it's tough to beat the top team in the NHL. That being said, the motivation was there a few weeks ago, and they came pretty close to beating Boston, and that was in Boston. I think hopefully in Toronto that gives the Leafs, you know, maybe a little bit of a, a an advantage with having the home matchup and you're I'm probably expecting a similar outline to the game that we saw the first time these two teams met kind of low scoring the Leafs are going to have to try to play a little bit better defensively just to try to negate what the Bruins do offensively because Boston's still putting up big numbers right they still have the depth of scoring um you look like their last three games. I know that their last three games they've lost. Only one of those games did they lose by multiple goals. The other two games were by one goal. So the Bruins are going to keep it close. I expect this to be a close game. Yeah, I, I think it should be a close game. Um, definitely should be one. I, I believe you know Boston's coming in as the favorite team, as they should be. I know that they're the road team, but. You know, they're the Boston Bruins who just simply have not lost a game. Um, they just don't lose until recently, right? So this is why it's kind of an interesting time to be getting um, Boston in Toronto. I wonder about Elias Samsonov, though. Like, he's going into what will be his eighth straight appearance. And, you know, workload is something that's definitely starting to creep up in, in the minds of some people. Is like, eh, how many games in a row could this guy play? He was supposed to get the night off on Friday. We all know what happened. Um, I would imagine he'll be pretty busy tonight as well. But positive side is that it's the last game for a while, so he will have a chance to really get some rest um, after after tonight's game. But 
you know, do I have the trust that uh, that Ilya Samsonov will be on top of his game as, you know, he's had a really big workload of late to keep this one a low-scoring one? I, I hope so. I hope that's the case. Just not 100% sure if that's going to be the case. You know what I mean? Yeah, I... That's that's where you know when you have the better goaltender, which the Bruins have had more so this season. But yeah, uh, I, Lena Solmark right now is your leading candidate for the Vesna. Ben yeah, and like, were on on Fanduel. Yeah, so like Samsonov will have his work cut out for him. He also did beat. He did go toe to toe with a guy like you know Sorokin. It came out pretty well on the other end of that like but yeah like uh Omar, yeah exactly so like samsonov has has earned the benefit of the doubt that he is going to put the leads in the best position to win other than the senators game he's been he's been rock solid right um he wasn't in the net the last time the least played the bruins right and the last time he did play against the bruins he left with that injury right so, you know, he this might be a decent matchup for him. Also, his uh, streak at home is, I think, that's something I will definitely rest my hat against and giving Samsonov a bit of an edge. He likes playing at home. Well, so, streak's over, but still a really good record. Yeah, he's only won once in regulation at home. I think I like those. Uh, I think I like those odds. So, yeah, yeah, he's only lost once in, in reg at home. Um, and it wasn't even a game he was supposed to play, which is yeah. what makes that so unfortunate about the whole situation that went down on uh, on Friday. Um, not a whole lot of changes to the lineup from what we saw uh, on Sunday's game. Joey Anderson moving up to the third line with uh, Pierre Engvall and, and David Camp. That I do find to be a little bit notable. I think you know he's a player who I thought has actually played rather well since getting called back up to, to Toronto, being given... You know, one last look maybe to see, all right, what do we got in, in Joey Anderson before he becomes potential trade fodder or, um, you know, a guy who maybe just isn't part of Toronto's future. But, you know, I've, I've liked the way that he's played, and I think getting an opportunity to play with Engvall and Camp tonight, he's a big body with a little bit of speed, smart player. I, I, I'm curious to see how, uh, how this trio will, will work out against uh, a deep team like Boston. Yeah, and you know when he—I remember the play he had against the Rangers to spring uh, Holmberg, Kerfoot, Holmberg. Holmberg. Yeah, Holmberg for the goal. Yeah, right. Like there's 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 those types that he has that ability to do that, right? And when he was when he was traded from J.S. Johnson, there were a lot of question marks when that deal was made, right? But we kept hearing Kyle Dubas say that they were going to give a guy like Joey Anderson those opportunities. You don't know until you until you give him the chance, right? He hadn't really had a consistent opportunity up until this point. Like, he's had a game here or there. He's had little showings. I want to see what a guy who is hungry for the opportunity can do in a game like this. Because you know, like, this is this is a good chance for him to show that he can play against the top team in the NHL and be productive. Like this is the perfect audition for him. Can I uh, uh, ask you a trivia question? Oh, uh, you know, I'm great in trivia. 
You brought the name Andres Johnson. Okay. Yeah. Well, ta- actually, now it's back to Johnson, I think, in, in uh, New Jersey again. Someone was telling me. Well, we're not we're, we're not going there. Okay. We're gonna we're gonna stick with Johnson. Okay. Andreas Johnson, because uh, he is a Swede and that's that's how the J sounds, I'm pretty sure in, in Sweden. So we've always kind of said it. Anyways, um, can you tell me where he is currently playing right now? Oh my god. I haven't even been paying attention really to him. Like I know he was struggling in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. But I don't even think he is in New Jersey. I think I know he was in the AHL, but I don't know if he was still there. I just I'm gonna say he's in the AHL. I'm blanking on. Is it no? It's not Albany. No, you're correct. You are correct. Uh, it's a new affiliate, so I wouldn't surprise Utica is now the affiliate of New Jersey. Utica. Yeah, because right. Vancouver left. Yeah, West. Vancouver's back in, in, in Abbotsford now. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, that... he played two games this year with the Devils, and then uh, he spent the rest of the year 27 games with the Utica Comets, 23 points in 27 games in the American League. So um, I would say that, uh, you know, a guy who's making over three million bucks, that was a good trade, a shrewd trade by Kyle Dubas, a guy who's, not even in the NHL right now, putting around in the minors, making over three sheets, and you've got Joey Anderson, who's you know carved himself a, a a bottom six role, making basically league minimum, and he's younger. So, I would say that that deal actually worked out, and I believe they also got a fourth round pick as well. I don't remember what it was, but I do recall that uh, that happening. So, hey, good job by Kyle Dubas. Um, but outside of that, pretty much the exact same. Simmons will be in this game tonight. We saw the fireworks last time between Simmons and Polino last time they played. Maybe we see something else happen again. I think that would be interesting if we see, uh, you know, some physicality perk up in this game. I wouldn't be surprised if we did. Uh, I also saw an, an, another interesting stat, actually. Why don't we take a quick break? And when, when we come back, I'll let you know the stat, and it's, what maybe makes me think Toronto might have a chance to win this game. So we'll come back and I'll tell you that on the other side. But first, Dave, having a word from one of today's show sponsors. Yeah, it's another one of my favorites. If you're looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories, then you got to try the Built Bar. We just got through the holiday season. I know my goal is to eat a little healthier this year. If you're like me, where you want to eat healthier but don't want to compromise on taste, then you got to go for a built bar and here's why they taste great and they're also great for you because they're made with 100% real chocolate and they come in unbelievable flavors like churro peanut butter brownie and coconut almond i'm not sure how built does it but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros and what's even better is that they are healthy only 130 calories four grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. Now you don't have to wait around to get a box. For years, we've been hearing about Built trying to get you know into stores. We always told you to go to Built.com. Well, you can go and check at your local Walmart or Sam's Club to get a Built Bar today. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart, walk to the pharmacy section, and grab yourself a box of Built Bar. You can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. You choose to go to Sam's Club, run in and grab a 13 bar box 
or with hit flavors like brownie batter and tro. You can thank me later. And of course, if you don't have time to go to the store, then you can just go to built.com and order a built bar there. And you can use promo code locked15 to get 15% off your order. That is promo code locked15 to get 15% off your order at built.com. Welcome back into the Locked On Leafs podcast. It's Mike DiStefano and Dave Morissuti. Got a game day tonight with the Leafs hosting the Boston Bruins, who are at the top of the league, top of the division, um, but coming in on a little bit of a downswing. They've lost three in a row for the first time all season, and you know that they're going to be looking to snap that heading into the All-Star break. They're not going to be want to go into the break with a four-game skid and uh, everybody be on a bit of a downer as they head into the back half of the season when they return from All-Star. So you know that uh, Toronto's going to get their best, not only because I think a loss tonight would 100% completely kill any shred of hope that the Leafs had to climbing back and making it somewhat of a race, um, but also for the fact that they're just not going to want to go into the into the all-star break on a sour note. So there's a, a whole bunch of reasons to be motivated for Boston to come out here and win tonight. Um, but there's a couple of trends that I like for Toronto as to why maybe they could come out with the victory. We all know what the, you know, the, the Leafs have a, a surprisingly good win percentage with Austin Matthews at the lineup. And, you know, I think the question that gets asked is, well, why is that? Who steps up? The player isn't actually Mitch Marner who steps up the most in Austin Matthews' absence. It's actually William Nylander, Dave. Uncovered a pretty cool stat. Actually, I'm not going to take credit for it. Uh, my colleague at TSN, Mark Masters, uncovered this really cool stat. In the 16 games that William Nylander has played without Austin Matthews since the bubble season, the start of the 2021 season, Willie has 10 goals and 21 points in those 16 games, just elevates his game takes them to new heights, and uh, it really allows this team to, not that they don't skip a beat, but, you know, it's that next man up mentality. They all kind of buy into what's what's being sold here that, you know, Austin's out, but we got to come together as a team and win, and he's the guy who really elevates his game, and uh, I would expect for much of the same to happen again tonight. William Nylander to be a, a focal point in this offense, really try and drive play. Yeah, I mean, we had the discussion last episode about how he has played as pretty much been the MVP of this season. You look at his play at five on five. Now, I did say he led the team in goals at five on five. Actually, technically, he leads the uh, team in scoring at even strength. Mm-hmm. Kind of a bit of a little bit of a difference there. Um, so he's that's what I think is is. I think crucial for Nylander to be successful is that he's never the main guy on the power play and he doesn't need to be. I think that's just another impressive stat in my opinion is that, you know, people like to say, Oh, I'd rather have, I've seen it. I'd rather have Ryan Nugent Hopkins over William Nylander. Who the hell says that in today's world? Three years ago, maybe I could see that. But if someone's saying that in the year 2023, Get out of here. Because they're seeing they're seeing how many points each guy has, how much each player needs have. Nugent Hawkins has a lot of points, but 
if what I've started to do, and I hate to compare, well, all this guy has this many points versus this guy. The Edmonton Oilers have a ridiculous power play. But you look at the five on five numbers, and they have the same amount of points. Yeah, has one more point. Sorry, one more point. But then if you go and you look at the five on five numbers, that's where the comparison stops, in my opinion. Yeah. So that that's where I think that's why I like Nylander's game so much is because he's doing it at five on five, right? He's not a guy that requires the power play to get him going. Does he score on the power play? Yeah, we've seen that he can be a very effective player on the power play, but that's not where he is, where he makes his his money. So, yeah, I really do like how he stepped up uh, with Austin Matthews. I still would prefer him to play on the wing versus that center. I like that decision to not have him play center. Like, we, it, one small if it's needed, but I still think he is a he's shown that he's a better player at uh, at center. Um, now I will say that uh, in the past, William Nylander has been a guy who I feel like has kind of padded a little bit of his stats on the power play, where the the five on five numbers haven't been the best, we'll call it. But I think this year you're right. Like he's he's playing way better at five on five. And is on pace to do things that he's he's never done before. Like uh, his career high was 45 points at five on five. That was back in 2017, 18. Uh, last year he only had 40 points at five on five. This year he already has 32 points at five on five. And he's four goals off from matching his entire goal total at five on five from a year ago with 30 games to go. So uh, to your point, yeah, this year it's been a, a totally different story with Nylander. And, and, and what that tells me is that, and I know a lot of people sit there and think we just spew out numbers and what do they mean? Well, what that tells me typically when you look at trends is, you know, it, it it's not reliant on a hot power play because power plays could go cold. If that happens and the points going to go cold, what this means is he's getting these points playing at five on five. And that means he's doing it consistently, which means that there's a good chance that this production that he had in the first half of the season leading up to the all-star game, it's something you can replicate mm-hmm. going forward into the second half of the season. So that's something that certainly is uh, is is definitely uh, an encouraging sign to see with with William Melander. In terms of team stats, though, the Toronto Maple Leafs have are coming into this game with a four and one record with Sheldon Keefe as the head coach against the Boston Bruins. They're four and one in their last five games at home against the Boston Bruins, having that last change. So. And then we know how much better Ilya Samsonov plays when he's at home as opposed to on the road. He's got a 9.30 save percentage at home, 15-1-1 record um, at home, and a real solid goals against average as well. So all of that kind of goes towards Toronto, and maybe they can come up with the win tonight. And if they do, Dave, if they do, they shrink the division lead to just nine points for the Boston Bruins. Is that possible for the Maple Leafs to make up in the back half of the year after the All-Star break? Or do you still think no matter what happens, win, lose, or draw, the Leafs don't have a a chance in hell at catching the Boston Bruins? I, I think if they win this game, I like their chances more. Well, obviously. Right? 
I still think it's possible. I mean, we we have seen weirder things happen. Like Boston has been playing so well, and I never thought the Leafs would even get anywhere close. But then you kind of see that that the Bruins got a little. It, when you when they lose a couple of games in a row, and then you hear it's the first time all season, it's almost like okay, is this the moment where they kind of see a bit of a, a let off, right? They still have that West uh, West Canadian Western road trip. It's usually a tough road trip. Um, so yeah, I mean, what the Leafs are going to need a cut like the Bruins to lose a few games. I, I think the Leafs are very much capable of maintaining their pace. Right, their pace is, I think, a bit a little bit a little more believable to be able to maintain than what the Bruins have done. In my yeah. like the Bruins have been playing at such a high level, you're almost expecting a drop off. The Leafs have had their ups and downs, but they've been rather consistently higher rather than lower. And they haven't like gone on like ridiculous stretches like the Bruins have. I think like when they hadn't lost more than two games of regulation all season, the Leafs up until two straight. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas Boston, it's like, yeah, they just hadn't lost two games in regulation. <laughs> it was absolutely insane, the the stats of what the Boston Bruins was. I mean, they, they finally lost their first game in regulation at home, like, I think a week ago. Like, it's 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 absolutely ludicrous. Uh, yeah, the team is, what are they, 20, 21 and 3 at home. 20, no, 22, 1 and 3 at home. It's it's insane. Um, their their home record. Uh, really quickly, I'm just looking on MoneyPuck.com. In terms of tonight's game, uh, the Maple Leafs go into it with just a 4.4 percent chance of winning the division. Not not overly high. 4.4. But I'm just uh, let me see if if they win. If they win, see how much it changes. One second. So if they beat, if the Maple Leafs beat the Bruins in regulation, they move up 2%, 2% better odds to win the division. So not overly great also if they win regulation. So it only goes up to 6 6.3% if they were to win this game in regulation. Still very small. It's funny. They actually have they have a better odds, according to moneypuck.com, to win the Stanley Cup than they do to win the division. And it's first it, in the division. It's funny because we know what they're going to have to go through in order to get to the cup, and that's Boston. Yeah. If everything stays the same way. But uh, but to be fair, that's when everything's boom. You got you got seven games against one another, whereas Toronto right now they're eleven points back, and it's tough to close that gap with just thirty games to go, right? Yeah, this is true. So I'd imagine that's what goes into the the math behind that. But hey, we'll see. It'll be a good game tonight. What do you think is going to happen? Give me a prediction. Don't give me a score, but give me some sort of prediction. I think the Leafs win by one. You like the Leafs? You like the Leafs tonight, eh? 
Yeah, blind faith. Why not? I'm gonna give you. Uh, I'm gonna give you a prediction of a goal scorer. I think we see the same guy who typically elevates his game when Matthews is out do the same. William Nylander. Anytime goal on FanDuel will pay you plus money. I like those odds. William Nylander will score a goal tonight. Take it to the bank. That's my that's my guess for what we see in tonight's game. I don't know who's going to win. I really don't. I could see either either squad winning. It's it'll be tough without Austin, but at the same time, you know, sometimes this team gels and galvanizes themselves and, you know, um, puts it all together for for one last performance ahead of uh, ahead of the All-Star break. Maybe we can see it happen. Maybe we can see Magic Mitch have himself a day. Nylander have himself a game. Maybe we can see, uh, you know, Pierre Engvall get another rip like he did a couple weeks ago against the Boston Bruins. Get some depth scoring up there. Who knows? Uh, but I think it'll be a good one. And uh, the last Leafs game we'll see for a while. So let's all enjoy it also. Last game until uh, what, February 9th or 10th against the Columbus Blue Jackets. Got a back-to-back there next weekend. So enjoy this one. Because then it'll be a long while until we get to see Maple Leafs hockey again. All right, Dave. That doesn't mean that we are off, by the way. We still will be here every weekday breaking down what's going on in the hockey world. Uh, I think we got some um, some potential interviews lined up for next week and, and some fun trade speculation conversations to get into next week. Uh, I'm excited for uh, some of the, the chats that we'll get to have next week without there being any hockey. So we can kind of just go uh, all over the place and, and talk about whatever we want as opposed to the day-to-day minutiae of what's going on in uh, in the NHL. So that's what's on tap for us next week. But we'll be back tomorrow with another podcast episode to recap tonight's game, Leafs-Bruins down at Scotiabank Arena. All right, does it for us today. I'd like to thank you all for listening and supporting the show. You can subscribe to the Locked on These podcasts on all podca- uh, podcasting platforms, uh, including YouTube. Uh, to receive daily Maple Leafs content. Uh, We'll be back with another episode for you guys tomorrow. But until then, keep locked right here on Lockdown Leafs.